Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hi, everybody. It's Catherine here, and welcome back to the Sunday Soother. So I'm going to pick up where I left off in the previous episode. So you'll want to return to and listen to that. It's episode 103, The Gray Fog, What It Is, and How Sensitive Women Get Stuck There. And just a little bit of context before you go back and listen to that, I'm talking about kind of the current state of life in which I see clients come to me most frequently when they're kind of thinking about coaching or wanting to make change in their lives. And I'm calling it the gray fog. So I described the gray fog, like what it is, kind of how it manifests in a life in episode 103. So definitely go back and listen to that if you have not before you listen to this episode. So today I want to talk about how sensitive women end up in the gray fog, kind of the state of fear or murkiness or cloudiness and lack of clarity, feeling really stuck in a place where you don't know how to move forward. Um, And I have kind of, I I mean, I think this is a complex area, so it's not just like, well, my next three steps are going to tell you how this happened. But I think there are I have kind of three contributors to why this happens so frequently for highly sensitive women. Um, And like I said, oh, I just burped, excuse me. (laughs) Um, What I said last week is I, I want you to know this because I want you to understand to have a coherent narrative for where you might be in your life right now. I find that that is always the most helpful thing to me. How did this thing happen? Right. It wasn't just a mistake. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't because I'm broken. Right. Like, there's a reason I ended up in this place in my life, the gray fog or kind of this like murky stuck area, and I'm scared to move forward. And there's a reason for all of that, right? So what I want to start with is telling you the three reasons I think that sensitive women end up in the gray fog. I'm going to talk about the um, the nervous system and its dorsal state, codependency, and how our sensitive natures and our sensitivities were turned against ourselves, almost in a manner of a technology that's exquisite and beautiful, but one that hasn't received the proper care or instructions. And so it backfires. So let me start with the dorsal state of the nervous system. So when I, when I was thinking about the gray fog and naming it, I, I came to mind several clients that I've worked with. I sometimes in my coaching work, I do this process called focusing, which allows you to access internal emotional states And they pop up a lot of the time as visuals in your mind. If you have the ability to visualize, I've said this before, but I do not. I have what's called aphantasia, I think, or I just don't see stuff in my mind. But most people can visualize and see pictures in their mind, right? So I'm guiding you into this process where we're trying to understand the part of you that's kind of blocking you from the way of being that you want to be. Um, And a lot of clients... It was very interesting to me because I thought it would be all these sorts of things. Sometimes you see like, you know, you, you, I mean, it's really trippy. You can see anything in focusing, whatever visuals come to mind. Like you might see um, yourself like in, you know, tied up in rope, or you might see yourself as a small child, or you might see like a wizard, like something that's not you. Or I've had people who have been like red orbs or purple triangles, like you kind of like these images come to mind when you focus on this internal state, and they help 
give you understanding about like how they're trying to operate in your system and how they're trying to protect you, but in a way that's keeping you stuck. So most people have like wildly different visuals, but I noticed several clients when I led them through this process, they were like, I'm like, okay, what's that part of you? Can you go there? And almost all of them described it as like a gray fog or like a gray slab or a gray place. So there was this part of them that was, you know, in, in this, um, uh, this emotional part of them in their psyche or in their subconscious that was showing up in their visualizations as a gray fog. Right. So that's how it kind of came to name the gray fog. And what I have understood the gray fog to be, and this is going to get a little complicated, uh, even though I'm going to highly simplify it at the same time, <laughs> is a nervous system stuck in what can be called, and stuck there, not all the time, but more often than not, in what's called the dorsal state. So you guys know I talk a lot about nervous system care and the effect of the nervous system on your your life today, right? And like your well-being and your mental health and your physical health. Um, if you read more about the nervous system, there's something out there called polyvagal theory, and it kind of breaks down the three states of the human nervous system, the, the autonomic nervous system. You have, um, one state, which is called ventral, and that's kind of like you're warm and connected and like happy and generous and full of possibility place. You have one state, which is called sympathetic. And a lot of us are familiar with this because this is where fight or flight happens. And then you have the dorsal state. And the dorsal state is offline. It's hopeless. It's full of shame. It's negative thinking about how much, how awful you are and how things will never change. It's, I think the dorsal state for sensitive women is the gray fog, right? And as I work more closely with my nervous system and in researching it and teaching it to my clients, I have a hypothesis that a lot of sensitive women, at least those who come to work with me, are spending a disproportionate amount of time in their nervous system dorsal state. And it is, it's totally normal. We all go into dorsal every once in a while. It's not something you try to eradicate from your life, but it's the state where hopelessness reigns and where fear takes over, where your nervous system says, not today, nothing going to happen. What's the point? And you kind of just shut down, right? For some of us, it manifests, I know, like, as um, I have uh, at least a few clients who really struggle with napping too much um, and they'll fall asleep and they're like, where did the entire day go or the entire afternoon? Um, I have clients who really struggle with like pretty dark thinking about themselves and the pointlessness of life. And that would be referred to as a dorsal state. Um, it's kind of like you're just, your entire system has gone offline because what's the point, right? So that's why nervous system care is going to be like one of the first things we're taught in my soothe mastermind, because there are the good news is, is that like, there are ways to regulate ourselves out of dorsal. We, we can do that, but I don't think a lot of us have the awareness that many of us are stuck in dorsal. You also know you're stuck in dorsal. A lot of you get a pit in your stomach a lot. To me, that's like a huge signifier that you're in the dorsal state, um, a sinking feeling in your stomach. Shame always manifests for me as like a tight band around my solar plexus or a total drop in my stomach, right? And to me, shame throws me in the dorsal state and I go offline and I get that sinking feeling or that tight band and everything just kind of crashes, okay? 
So that's my first hypothesis of how we get in the gray fog. We, for whatever reasons, conditioning, trauma, uh, probably our extremely sensitive nervous systems, we are spending a disproportionate amount of time in the dorsal state of our nervous system. We are not aware of this and we do not have tools to regulate ourselves more frequently out of the dorsal state, which is totally possible. Okay. What is the second reason we may have ended up in the gray fog? Codependency. So I've talked a ton about codependency on this podcast and my Instagram and all of my resources. And kind of the short version of codependency is that we believe that our happiness and our worth are dependent on the happiness and the worth of everyone around us. And so we are wildly attuned to everybody around us, their okayness, their emotional well-being, their physical needs, their emotional and spiritual needs. Um, and those become priorities for us in our life to make sure that they're okay, right? So when we're codependent and our entire worth is built around all of these external factors, and of course, it, it, it's not just other people's emotional state. Sometimes it's uh, our worth is dependent on like our salary or our identity as like a career person or our relationship status, right? Um, but when we're codependent, we have this like hyper attuned sensitivity to like everything around us, like all of these external states. Um, but there's not much connection to what's going on inside of us. And I think this is a huge reason why we end up in the gray fog. Again, it almost doesn't matter how it happened in childhood. I find that codependency generally happens in childhood for sensitive women, um, not because they had bad parents. You probably had parents, um, and some of us did have bad childhoods and bad parents. And a lot of the clients I talked to had like, quote unquote, good parents who met all of their physical and security needs, but the emotional needs were not met and not validated um, and not attuned to. And as a result, you end up deciding to gain self-acceptance or not self-acceptance. You decide you, you end up, you cope in this beautiful way that children have without even knowing that they're doing it to gain acceptance through the things you do for other people. Right. And you learn that your emotional state um, can be a burden to other people. I call this burden mentality. You learn that other people's emotional states are your responsibility, right? You, you, you don't get this, this attunement, this mirroring that's so important to young sensitive children. And you feel you're like, do I even exist? I'm like totally hollow on the inside and everybody else around me is more important. So you like, you fall into codependency as a coping mechanism. So we can have a lot of grace and compassion for it because it's what like allowed us to survive and thrive. And when you get to a certain point in your adulthood, it really stops working. Um, so you have like this beautiful, like scanning ability <laughs> in a way, and you have this hyper awareness of everyone and everything around you. And then there's like nothing inside of you. There's this, this awareness is not point is not a point. Um, it's not pointed inwards internally. So I think you end up in the gray fog and you're like, where am I? Who am I? What do I want? What do I need? I have so many clients come to me. They're like, I have no idea what I want. I have no idea what goals to set for myself. I have no idea of my values, who I am. Like, what do I even need? So normal. It's likely because you spent a lifetime in some codependent mechanisms attuning to everybody else around you or going after that promotion or going after that salary and raise or going after that person to date, right? Or that marriage or that vision of life that you think will finally get you where you need to be. And it just renders you a little lost on the inside. So that's the second reason I think we get there is kind of this, this codependent state that sensitive women are so prone to. And then finally, what is the third way we end up in the gray fog? 
I believe it's because our sensitivity, our sensitivities, which are really remarkable and beautiful and brilliantly designed in so many ways, because we do not receive the proper education, grounding, and kind of operating manual for how they work, they turn against ourselves. Okay. So the reality is, is like sensitive, our sensitivities are a little superpower, right? Like when you think about it, you're like, whoa, this sounds like out of a, out of a science fiction movie or something. Like our nervous systems can mirror other people's emotional states, which like means we can experience the emotions that other people are experiencing, which makes us incredibly empathetic, right? We're also like, we have this incredible ability to like synthesize and process like a ton of information. So like, say the average person can take in like one cup of information a day. We can take in like six cups of information a day and we can spit back out the right decision, right? So we're able to like process and synthesize these large amounts of information, which makes us really good decision makers, right? And so like, we're the healers, we're the processors, the space holders, like we have this capacity for both beauty and pain that make us creative and artistic and compassionate and empathetic. We're values driven, we're heart centered, right? It's almost impossible for any of you out there who are not living your purpose in career. This is very common for sensitive women. And you just tell yourself, I know I did for a long time, well, this is a pretty good job. Maybe it doesn't totally align with my values, but that's just the way it is you know, that's going to eat you from the inside out eventually, because you do need a career that is totally aligned with your values. And it gives you tons of meaning. So when you think about like this beautiful technology, right? Like it's kind of useful to think of it as a metaphor. Imagine the most exquisite technology, right? Like maybe you're just picturing like a supercomputer or whatever. This technology has the potential to help the environment, make our society more compassionate and equitable, solve complex problems, process insane amounts of information in order to make the best decisions for all, increase beauty through art and creativity, and hold space for, for pain and beauty. Okay. And the list goes on. This is an amazing piece of technology. But this technology came into being and nobody in the last, I don't know, 100, 200, 1000 years really knew what they had in their hands, right? So there was no training. There was no research. There was no acceptance or manuals created for this technology. But this technology is still here, right? So, and it's got to do its things. It's got to have its empathy. It's processing. It's like problem-solving brain, right? So since it never got grounded or educated or taught and people were never taught how to use it, it turns against itself. Its processing capacities kind of go against itself and turn inwards, stuck in loops. It becomes burnt out, like it's short-circuiting, right? It's trying to guess what everybody around it wants instead of using its technology on itself to figure out what it wants, right? And this, to me, is what's happened to sensitive women, right? We're overwhelmed by our own empathy, and so we tend towards people-pleasing and trying to do all the things at once, We have these powerful brains, like powerful, these processing capacities, and we're not given the information for how to use them. So they turn against ourselves and turn into negative thinking and constant threat detection, right? 
We have these exquisitely delicate and sensitive nervous systems that literally can mirror other people's emotional states and that have the capacity to hold so much pain and so much joy and beauty, sometimes simultaneously, often simultaneously, if I'm going to be honest, because those are, you know, two sides of the same coin. And um, we're overwhelmed because we have not grounded our nervous systems. We have almost no understanding of our nervous systems, which are the, which are the technology that runs us, which are our exquisite technology, right? And so that's, to me, the third reason that we end up in the gray fog. We're a technology run amok, right? We are like one of the world's best technologies, like society's best technologies. We hold hope for the society to change within us. You know, we are environmentally minded. We are social justice minded. We are equity minded. We are sensitive to to, uh, injustices in this world, to racism and to white supremacy, Um, we can create beauty. We can hold space for others to process their pain. I mean, these things are incredible. (laughs) Like if, if somebody just handed you a box that could do all of these things, you'd be like, we've saved the world. Like, get it, go, go out and do it for everybody. Right. And yet we don't know how to use these, this technology that's embedded within our very souls and embedded within literally within our bodies and our brains. Nobody ever told us right? Isn't that crazy? Oh my God. And so like, that's why I created Soothe because to me, this, this is more than a mastermind. Like I was joking about this with my boyfriend the other day, and maybe this is going to sound like super egocentric and weird. I mean, it probably will, but I've always, sometimes you get these little visions in your head, right? When you're daydreaming or like thinking about whatever, I have always, always, always like had this like unbidden thing. It just kind of comes to mind where I have this image where I'm like teaching this giant class of women stuff. And then like, I go around and I light each of their torches. <laughs> I'm like honestly going to cry because it's what comes to me. And I'm like, now go. And they go out and like, they, they make their ripples in the world. Right. And it's not like I'm the only person doing this, like I'm the savior of sensitive women or whatever. It's just like, this is like a skill that I have of teaching and like processing information, giving it to other people and bundling it up and saying, now you know what to do, go make it happen. And so that's what I think of with Soothe, right? Like I want to give people the understanding and the technology and the ability to understand themselves and understand exactly how powerful and exquisite that they are and that they are world changers, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I'm fucking sick of this world. And I know you are too, right? And you're also scared to do anything about it. And that's because you haven't been given the understanding of what you're capable of. When you are capable and when you know how you work and you know how to develop your strengths and you know how to turn these technologies forward, outwards to the world instead of against yourself, when you know how to move out of the gray fog, when you know how to cast aside codependency and listen to your intuition and your needs and your values and your want, when you trust yourself, when you have your back, then you change the world. And that is what turning a sensitivity into a superpower looks like. Okay. That's what it looks like. We have been taught that our sensitivities are our weaknesses. That's only because people didn't understand. You know what? Or maybe they understood and they wanted a different world, a worse world, and they shamed us. But I don't want that anymore. Okay. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for anybody. I want us to understand that our technology, our capacity for empathy, 
our values, our compassionate hearts, our giant, giant brains, which are processing supercomputers, as far as I'm concerned. Like these are the things that are going to change the world. The capacity is within you to shift the world around you, right? You just kind of have to believe it, step into it and learn the tools. And those are the tools that Sudhu is going to give you. 12 months of education. I'm going to preview the, like what Sudhu is going to be in the next few weeks. But let me even just tell you right now, the foundations, the first three months, we're going to go deep into the following. One, thought work. Understanding why negative thinking happens and how you can begin to shift it. Not into positive thinking, because I don't think positive thinking is what we want. But how you can shift it into useful thinking. Okay, We are going to go deep for 30 days. There's going to be challenges, assignments, homeworks about your thoughts and thought work. Second month an entire month of education around the nervous system. Your nervous system is your literal superpower. And it is the thing that is probably the most burnt out right now. Were you ever educated on your autonomic nervous system? Do you know anything about polyvagal theory? I didn't until like two years ago. And I'm 41. How old am I? I'm 41. Like that is way too long to go without knowing about the thing that is my literal superpower. And also the thing that like cripples me the most if it's not tended to. And so we're going to be having a nervous system challenge, exercise, 30 days of nervous system exercises. Like you are going to have like a deep understanding of your nervous system and its different states and how to regulate in and out of them. And actually your understanding of your nervous system is super tied to thought work because when you're in different states of your, when your nervous system is in different states, you are having different kinds of thoughts, which is fascinating to me. So if you're in like flight you're having a lot of thoughts that are like, I should do this. Oh my God, I need to do this. Right. And if you're in um, rest and digest or ventral, you're having thoughts like the world is wonderful. It feels full of possibility. And if you're in dorsal, which I talked about at the top of this podcast, you're having thoughts like, what's the point? This is hopeless. I suck. Like I'll never amount to anything. And so by regulating your nervous system, you can automatically have like more supportive thoughts. Like, this is why we're technology, like, and why we can cultivate our own technology. Like, we can become the stewards of our own technology. And uh, I forgot what else I was going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, the third month. <laughs> we're going to be talking about emotional regulation and processing. We have huge emotions. We may as well just get used to it. What we've been trying to do is suppress our emotions. And this amplifies them, intensifies them. It leads to stuff like resentment and you know, scorching anger that we try to keep under the surface. I'm going to teach us a process for regulating and processing and being with our emotions. You know, not to make a mistake. It doesn't mean now we only have positive emotions. Like we are going to have all of the emotions in the human spectrum, like all the time, because that's who we are. And we're the amplifier of emotions, but you're going to be, you're going to know how to be with them. The emotions aren't going to rule your life. You're going to welcome them as guests into your home. So this is the first, just, that's just the first three months of suited. I mean, that alone you're going to like change your life with the information you're going to get in the first three months. So stay tuned because I'm going to describe like the other modules, like the 12 months curriculum in its entirety in future podcasts to give you a taste of what's coming. So I'm enrolling from the wait list right now. Um, Soothe opens to the public on July 1st. And I want you in there, right? I think a lot of us are like, who am I to do a group like this? Like, you know, surely I'm not the kind of person Catherine's thinking about having in this mastermind. Like you are absolutely the kind of person I'm thinking about having in this mastermind. If you listen to this podcast, you are a perfect fit for this mastermind. <laughs> okay. If you've read, read the Sunday Soother, if you've listened to this podcast, 
like whether you're a new, relatively new listener or you've, you know, binged everything back from like day one, like you were meant for this mastermind. It is meant for you. So I hope you'll consider it. It opens on July 1st, like I said, and you'll be getting lots more information because I'm going to be talking it up and we start in September, like kind of like a back to school vibe, right? And we go for a year. So if you're ready to go back to school for you, for the stuff we should have learned in kindergarten, as far as I'm concerned, and throughout our young lives, but didn't, if you're ready to get a master's degree in your operating manual about how to turn yourself into a superpower that can change the world, then come join Soothe. Stay tuned. We'll be talking lots more about it. I am sending you so much love for the week ahead, and I'll talk to you soon. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about The Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.